Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Center Stage, Nonprofits of Tucson. We are talking about really cool opportunities in our community and people who are making a difference. And today we have Norma Cable, the Public Relations Manager for the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona. Hello. So thank you, Norma, for being here. Yes, thank you for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. And I feel like it's a really good time to have you here too, especially, I mean, we did just have a very busy time with Thanksgiving and with Christmas right around the corner. Mm -hmm. It is a very busy time of year. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us just a little bit about the food bank and about some of the things that you've had going on recently and have coming up? Sure. For us, it's busy on both sides. We see a lot of support right now with a lot of food drives that people want to hold because of the holidays and because this time of year brings out that spirit of giving. And people know that holidays mean family gatherings, a need for food. We know that uh, prices of food have risen and don't seem to be coming down. So we also, along with that wonderful support, see a rising need. And we have for the last year or so seen that need go up about 20, 25 percent this time of year over this time last year. And we do know that for household expenses, expenses and anyone who goes to the grocery store knows the prices are high so we see that taking effect i think the housing crisis also has a lot to do with that so we have been busy both with the support that we get but then also in meeting that demand it goes really hand in hand wow that's amazing to hear how much the community steps up to meet the demand it really does and we are so grateful for that. We know that um, we couldn't do it without the support of our community. And we we take our name, Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona, very seriously. And we also know that in the five counties that we serve, there are so many rural areas where the poverty does tend to run high. So we continue to serve those areas with our mobile distributions and with support. We have resource centers in Amato and in Green Valley and in Nogales and in Tucson. So we know that when people are talking about receiving food in Southern Arizona, it's not just in Tucson. It reaches those five counties and areas all over from Ajo to Sun Sites to Pierce, all those tinier places uh, with smaller populations where the food is needed. Um, And we can get that out with our trucks going out from Tucson and from Wilcox uh, with the help of the community support that we get. Wow, that's really cool. And I I actually didn't know you guys went out that far. Mm -hmm. So that's really good to know. You know, we recently at Indie Realty, we had a food drive and everything that we collected went to the community food bank. And so thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. It was It was a really cool opportunity. And, you know, I want to speak from the community side of things Mm -hmm. where we put it out to the community. We said, this is what we're doing. We had a one month food drive. Come drop off whatever you have, you know, Mm -hmm. to Indie Realty for the food bank. And I actually made a video and my kids and I, you know, we went in and I let them put all the food in the box. That's great. We told everybody when to bring it and, you know, where we were at. And it's so impactful Mm -hmm. for the kids Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting just to see how they process it because you know they want to help other people and when we're grocery shop shopping and we see something that's on sale and you know sometimes it's something that's on sale that we don't necessarily eat in our house Mm -hmm. but the fact that it's on sale means i can be buy twice as much of it to donate And so, you know, I try to take advantage of those opportunities and we'll pick out the ones and I'll ask them, what do you think people are going to like? And, you know, to let them be part of the process of picking food 
knowing that it's not for them and they're picking what they think is best to go to someone else and then to actually let them go and to drop that food in the box. And I mean, it's, it's such a cool opportunity because A, everyone understands the need for food. And B, even these kids, you know, they it makes an impact on them and it's something they can be part of. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't take a huge thing, you know. Right. You don't you don't have to be an adult to see the value of it. It's just right. a really cool opportunity. Yes. And I think what you did is so important and what we encourage people to do is to talk to their children about hunger and the need that people have in our own community. And I think that for many kids they're surprised to learn that there are people out there who can't have a snack whenever they want it, who don't have a pantry well-stocked with food, who can't just access any food that they happen to like in the grocery store. And so that's why I just really appreciate what you did in terms of bringing it up. And for children who often lead us, right, with their thinking, uh, it just doesn't make any sense that this problem exists in in our country. And I think they have um, so much... To share, and I think uh, a food drive, even a food drive in your neighborhood, it doesn't have to be huge, it doesn't have to be fancy, uh, but you know, tell your neighbors, invite your neighbors. I'm going to leave a box out on my porch. Um, if you have some extra food, I'm I'm collecting it. We have many drop-off locations listed on our website at communityfoodbank.org where you can go and take that food. If you collect more than a hundred pounds, we'll come and pick it up for you. But just what you did makes such a difference. And food drives are so important for us because they provide that variety of food. And just like what you said, kids will will choose different foods that they like. Um, And we know from our work that if we are handing someone a bag of food that their family doesn't eat or that they uh, don't like, we're not really helping anyone. So how great it is to provide some variety. We have at some of our locations the capacity to offer people the chance to go through the shelves and pick what you like, what you know your family will eat, what you can eat with your special diet, if you have a health condition, um, all kinds of things. So we that's always our goal is to really amp up the respect and the dignity that we serve people with. And that's one important way to do it is just to provide that choice of food. Yeah, that's so important. And I feel like food allergies right now are, I mean, everywhere. I recently found out I'm allergic to half of the world. Oh, and, I'm sorry you know, to hear that. Well, it, it really does limit you. Mm-hmm. And if you are someone who is in a position where right now you just need a little bit of help and mm-hmm. you are allergic to all of these things, it's really hard. Yes, it, yes. I mean, it it's extremely hard because if you eat something you're allergic to, of course you're sick. Right. And so it's important to have that opportunity to have something that is really going to help you. Exactly right. And we know because we have studied um, who is receiving this food. We know that for more than half of the people who are receiving food that we distribute, they are dealing with a diet-related illness. And what that means is when you are watching your budget and you don't have the money to buy the healthier produce that's available or the lean proteins that we hear about and all of that that we know is good for you, well, then you tend to buy cheaper processed food um, Mm -hmm. that will fill you up still and probably is going to take a price with your health. And so we see that and we know that. And that's one of the reasons that we work so hard to provide really healthy and nutritious food, fresh fruit, fresh veggies in the boxes that we give out in order to alleviate some of that. And knowing that there is a lot, there are a lot of people dealing with diabetes, high blood pressure that we see. And so we really need to try to give food that is going to serve them as best as we can. 
So what are the foods that are most needed or most desired that are those healthy foods that are, are going to be really good for someone? Mm-hmm. We are looking always at that uh, shelf-stable, non-perishable, healthy food. And for us, that means low-sugar breakfast cereals, canned soups, if they're low-sodium, all the better, canned veggies, beans, rice, pasta, peanut butter, the canned tuna, and the canned chicken. And any of those that uh, we can provide to people that can stick around a while, um, any parent knows, you know, a jar of peanut butter can last a good long time. And so we are really always after those staples. Those are just our top items that we can provide, that we can transport to all the places in Southern Arizona that we serve and that we know will serve a family. Um, nothing fancy, uh, but just the staples that we know will really uh, stick uh, in, in the cu- cupboard for a while and really serve the families that we serve across Southern Arizona. Is there anything that's donated frequently that is not particularly helpful? Well, it's interesting because, and I am guilty of this myself, but sometimes when you say food drive, uh, people will go to their cupboard and clean it out and you may get cans that you didn't even know were there in the back of the cupboard and maybe they've been there a few years. Um, and so when things are expired, we um, and we have to check every can and every box that comes through the food bank to make sure that our food supply is safe. And so we do have volunteers, our wonderful volunteers who keep us going, that are looking at every can's expiration date. When we have a can that is passed one year on the expiration date, we cannot distribute it because of the guidelines that we need to follow. When we have a package or a box of food that is six months past the expiration date, we can't distribute that either. So if there is um, something like that, it just holds us up and it tends to, it's not something that we can use. If you've had it in your cupboard for a few years, we really can't do anything with it once it reaches us. What we prefer and what we hear from people, um, and we know that families will go grocery shopping and just as they go throughout the year, pick up something a little extra um, for another family that may be struggling and then collecting it that way. We know that that food has come from the store, pretty recent, it's in good shape, it's not going to be expired and we can get that out to the community. Well, and you know, I've seen a lot of sales, especially recently, where you can buy 10 items for 50 cents or whatever it is mm-hmm. and canned vegetables and sometimes soups are common on those lists. And so... You know, like I said, when when we don't need that sale item, Mm -hmm. it's still a great idea to stock up while it's cheap Mm -hmm. because your money is going to go further and help more people. Right. And so keeping that in mind, um, I think is a a really good way, especially if you don't have a lot of money to help someone else out, but just every little bit helps. That's right. That's right. And just being conscious of that throughout the year. Um, We do see a lot of support this time of year, but we know that hunger isn't a problem just right now during the holidays. It continues to plague us throughout the year. We know that it's an enormous challenge that we can face together. Um, And you're absolutely right. Just keeping it top of mind and doing what you can uh, is going to make a difference all around. Well, thank you. We are going to go into the break. We are talking with Norma from the Community Food Bank of Arizona. Can you tell us what is the website if someone wanted to reach out to you? Absolutely. You can go to communityfoodbank.org and you will see all kinds of ways to help us, volunteer or donate, all kinds of information there. We'll have more information in just a minute. Stay with us. Welcome back to Center Stage. We are talking with Norma from the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona. 
And we spent the first segment talking about a lot of different aspects of the food bank and talking about some of the higher need items, um, specifically being healthier items, and that some of the people who are receiving the food are on dietary restrictions. And so it's something to be very mindful of that the food that you are donating is not expired and also preferably healthier foods um, to try to help nourish someone. And, uh, you know, some of those cheaper foods tend to be the highly processed foods. And so it's better to stay away from those a little bit. So we also talked a little bit about Thanksgiving being a very busy time of year. Mm -hmm. And we have Winter Haven coming up, which Mm -hmm. is also a very big time for you guys. Can you tell us just a little bit about Winter Haven and what that opportunity means to the food bank? Sure. Well, if you've lived in Tucson for any amount of time, you probably know how much fun it is to go to the Winter Haven neighborhood and how wonderful that neighborhood is at decorating and going all out and providing you a place to stroll and enjoy the lights. There are so many people there. And that is just a general spirit lifter, I think, this time of year. And we are so grateful to be recipients of the Winter Haven neighborhood's uh, work, hard work. Um, And so we are the beneficiaries, which means when you go to visit Winter Haven, pack a bag of food to take with you. And at every entrance, you can drop that off. We have some wonderful volunteers who will take that food and sort it and will be there all night. And it's open from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. You can take your food anytime. If you pack up the kids and everything that you're trying to remember at Winter Haven and you forget to bring your food, we do take monetary donations. Uh, We also have some signs with a QR code because, of course, we're ready to accept donations. Uh, But it is really a wonderful way to add uh, some giving, some thinking about others to a holiday tradition that we all enjoy. I know those lights are going to go on um, in December and we're all looking forward to that. So it's just a wonderful event and a great example of a food drive. Now, we are collecting donations throughout that whole two plus weeks that Winter Haven is open. So that ends up being our second largest food drive of the year. Last year, we collected more than 40,000 pounds of food. Yes, and happy to see every bit of it. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. We are going to be going to Winter Haven soon. So I will make sure that we have some good stuff for you. Good, thank you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, and again, a great example, just like what you talked about earlier. Talk to your kids about this. Why are we packing up cans of food to take to Winter Haven? And who is it that needs those? And who might be receiving those? And what difference can we make as a family or as a as a child giving some? It's a great example to bring up a conversation about hunger in our community. And especially when, you know, they're going to see all these lights and all of this excitement. Right. To tie that special memory with remembering that they also were able to help someone by bringing some food to the event. Absolutely. I mean, it just makes it that much more special and that much better of a memory. I agree. I agree. It adds a little bit of uh, thinking about others, and I think that always makes us feel better. And we are just uh, so glad for all the volunteers who will be out on those chilly nights uh, helping us out. We couldn't do it without them. It just points again to the real way that the food bank runs, which is on the heels of our volunteers. Well, and speaking of volunteers and Winter Haven, do you still need volunteers for Winter Haven? We do. We have that last weekend that is open for volunteers. I think it starts on the 
22nd, Friday the 22nd through the 25th, which is Monday. We do have a need still for volunteers. So if you're interested, you can go to communityfoodbank.org and click on the Get Involved tab and you'll find some opportunities there to sign up. You can also email us if that's easier, volunteer at communityfoodbank.org and just tell us that you could donate sometime. You don't have to work that whole shift, 6 to 10 p.m. I think they split it up into two shifts. Um, So if you can give a couple of hours and help us out on one of those nights, we appreciate it. It's a fun event. It's a festive event. People are wearing their Santa hats and their necklaces that light up and you know there's all kinds of things i think people propose to each other under the (laughs) the magical tree out there it's just a really fun place to be and so if you have some time to give we would sure appreciate it it is and if anyone listening is new to tucson i mean that really is a a big thing in our community it's a very Mm -hmm. amazing event and Mm -hmm. so don't miss that So also talking about volunteers, in addition to the opportunities for Winter Haven, what are some other volunteer opportunities you have right now? Oh, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) We are always looking for volunteers. We um, couldn't do our work without volunteers. We last year got about 100,000 hours donated in work from volunteers. We need help with people who can help us pack emergency food at our Tucson location on Country Club, who can help distribute the food and put it into the carts of people who have come in to receive food, who can help check people in and make sure that everything's okay on our computer system. And there are other opportunities available also at our community kitchen. You can come and help portion senior meals or put together the grab-and-go meals that they give out. You can also volunteer at our farm or at our garden, and that would involve sometimes pulling weeds, yes, (laughs) uh, but also at the same time learning how to grow some fruits and vegetables that really will do well here in southern Arizona. Uh, That is exactly what we try to work on, is those kind of heirloom seeds and plants that can deal with our warm weather and our extremely hot weather and our winters and everything that happens here. So we work on that a lot. We have a lot of our volunteers who have volunteered so long with us and so often that they actually, you know, have trained some of our staff members in some areas because they just really begin to know and uh, understand how our operation runs and they have so much knowledge to share. Uh, I talked to a volunteer the other day who's been helping us for 20 years. Wow. A wonderful woman who helps us and goes out and um, does some tabling for us, explaining what the community food bank does at some of the community events. Um, And we see that regularly. Uh, Also, people who will come in and want to help us uh, three mornings a week or maybe just once a month. Um, Or they have their Thursdays. I saw Sylvia this morning out on the line. That's her morning when when she helps pack food, and she has done that for years. So you can see how much the wisdom grows and the experience and just how much they benefit us. So I'm sorry I didn't prep you for this question, but are there opportunities where families can volunteer with kids, like in the in the... Uh, I just lost the word. Garden garden. or the farm? (laughs) Yeah. You know, that is a good question. We usually ask for our volunteers to be 16 and over. um, But I think at the farm, if people wanted to volunteer um, and maybe use a garden plot to learn how to grow, I know that they would be welcome then. And that might be an opportunity where there would be some sort of flexibility. Um, That would be best probably to check with the folks at the farm. It's called Las Milpitas Farm, and it is out on West Silver Lake. 
Um, and it is a beautiful farm. It is, I think, about six acres of land that we break into smaller plots that people can garden uh, and learn how to grow fruits and vegetables in southern Arizona. So the plot, I think, is about 20 feet by four feet or something. And we help you out and give you advice and help you with the drip irrigation that everybody loves. And what again, what kind of seeds to grow, what kind of plants to plant, um, how to keep the pests away because that's um, natural farming, sustainable farming. We use organic practices out there. It's a beautiful place to visit. I would highly recommend it. If you would want to check it out, you could find that also on our website and find some information about that. Those volunteer mornings I know are on Saturday mornings. Um, so it might be a possibility to take the kids. That would be something where you would just need to check with them, make sure it's okay. But again, a great thing for kids to see. Yeah. And, you know, gardening is a whole other aside that I could talk about for a long time. But <laughs> having my kids help me sure. at our house in our garden at home has been a really cool thing, too. And it's something that, you know, I think it's important for kids to understand. Mm hmm it's not as easy as it seems to just go get food. Mm -hmm. You know, actually growing the food takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. It's not something to be wasted. Right, right. And also it's so incredible, right, to see when you look at a head of broccoli in the garden, it's beautiful. Um, and for kids I know who have invested and dug the dug the holes where the seeds are going to go and watered it, it tastes better then when it comes out yep. of the ground. And, and I've seen kids tear apart a, you know, a spinach plant and eat it just straight, straight like that. And what a wonderful taste to develop for our kids. And also just getting out there and getting into nature, unplugging a bit and seeing what you can do out there. Yeah. So for, or for the food drive opportunities, if someone mm -hmm. wanted to set up a food drive, what do they need to do to get started and to have a little bit more of an official food drive? Mm -hmm. Sure. So like we said, you can hold a small food drive and just you know put a box out on your porch and your neighbors can donate. But if you want to go a little bit uh, more involved and say you want to get your school involved or you want to hold it at your church or your business and you want boxes from us, you can either come pick up the boxes um, at our country club location. I think they're also available at some of our drop-off locations. Uh, pick up a box and let us know. Again, you want to go to communityfoodbank.org. You want to go to donate, and then you want to look at how to host a food drive. And we spell it all out for you there. We'll give you the flyers of the most needed items, um, tell you everything you wanted to know about how to hold a food drive, what items you can accept, what items you probably shouldn't want to encourage. Obviously, perishable items we really can't deal with. We have no way of knowing if those have been kept cold or frozen by the time we receive them. So we're really talking about the non-perishable staples again. And then if you do reach and pass 100 pounds of food, then you can call us and our truck will come and pick it up and you're done. Um, and you know that you've made a difference. It's really a wonderful thing to see. Um, and it can be just a way to encourage people to look for those sales, just like you were talking about, uh, to see if, you know, we have some... Uh, organizations that hold competitions and see who can donate the heavier food so they can win, you know, most pounds donated. So it, there's all kinds of things to think about. But again, a real learning opportunity for families, for children, a real good way to talk about hunger in our community and what we can do about it. Absolutely. And there are so many opportunities to be a little bit creative in the process too. Right. It's a very cool opportunity and especially for families. 
Well, thank you so much, Norma, for being here. It's been great to hear everything that you've shared with us about the food bank and some of those opportunities. Can you give us the website one more time? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, The website is communityfoodbank.org. So you just want to head there. You can learn about everything from volunteers to food drives. Okay, well, we are just wrapping up. I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Rightway Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, Indie Realty, Win Home Inspection, Catalina Foothills. If you use one of our sponsors, please let them know that you heard about them on Center Stage. We'll be back next week with more information.